This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning and welcome, everyone. I hope your day is starting out well and you're ready to make it yours. I know I am. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As we get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please, please, please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 69, Production Apprentice. So why a production apprentice, Chris? This sounds sounds silly. We have to start in the industry with so many things. And one of the things we need to start with is we have to change the stigma, et cetera, of just a lube tech. I have just a lube tech. How would you like to hire somebody or how would you like to work somewhere? And you said, I'm just the court jester. And that was it. I think a lot of times we look down on these people and some people just want to do that job. That's all they want to do. But most people want to progress and turn into or move into another job in the company, whether it be um, an advanced technician, maybe they want to move into the service writing position. I've met a lot of people that filled that position that ended up being great at other things. And if we have those people, we have to get these folks in a production mindset from the beginning. And I'm going to, when I get done talking here in just a second, I'm going to go through and list step-by-step the production apprentice program that we've built. We have to make sure that our current producers are producing. And the best way to do that is to eliminate the stops and starts that make them unproductive. If you have a technician, a B technician that can do a 10-hour timing belt water pump component kit job in seven and a half hours, what happens to that job when you've pulled them off three or four times to do a tire rotation and balance, a DVI, an oil service? It, outside of the time or notwithstanding the actual time that it takes to do that, you're breaking that technician's concentration. And if he stops to do or if they stop to do a 30-minute service, it's going to take at least an hour for that person to get back in the right mindset where they were when they stopped. So I meet a lot of shops and talk to a lot of shop owners and they're like, oh, we're just not as productive as we are. And they're running a tight lean ship, but they're booked three weeks out because they have all these oil services and then everybody just rushes through to get it. Uh, that's what we used to do in my shop when I had it. We used to do 100 plus cars a week. Back then we were doing a $29.99 oil change and courtesy check ins and inspection. And so guess what? My average repair order on a lot of those tickets was $29.99 because we were just busy pumping those out and we couldn't stop a technician from doing a better job or we couldn't do the courtesy check and inspection the way that we should have because we were just pumping out cars. So sometimes you have to slow down to go faster. And then the other thing is you have to have the right people on the bus and having a production apprentice is the right person to have on the bus outside of the stops and starts to make your other technicians more productive. Well, one of the top two reasons why people leave when asked on exit interviews is because they didn't receive the training they thought they were going to get, or they didn't understand what their future looked like. We lose a lot of these people when they come into the industry because we throw a a filter wrench at them, teach them how to do some basic stuff, and then stick them there for 18 months or two years. And they don't know what their future looks like. We don't give them any training. All of your employees need to be on a training program. 
for the future? What's their advancement through the company look like? If you don't have time to do that for every employee in your company, my question to you is what the hell are you doing with your time every day? Like that needs to be one of the top five things is somebody tracking the training for everybody in your company. And if you're telling me, hey, I'm just too busy and can't get it done, then that's the same as one of your technicians saying we're too busy and can't get the DVIs done, et cetera. So I'm going to caution you. I'm going to smack you a little bit and say, stop making excuses and start working on your business and not in it. We're going to get into the plan now. So to put it in the right frame of mind for you, this is basically a general service technician, but their main purpose in the shop and the main job for them is to raise shop productivity across the board. And when we wrote this plan, the pay, et cetera, is going to be a little bit low and I'm all for paying people as much as possible. But when we get to that point, this is for somebody that's right out of high school and hasn't been to tech school yet. This is for somebody that's maybe between semesters. They need a place to work for the summer. And we're going to give this high school person a job, hopefully do this, build this through the summer. Then they'll move on to the automotive technician program. And then we can bring them in part time and then we can raise them through our program eventually. When we wrote this, we wrote this for one specific person in mind and it's kind of grown and flourished and we've carried it to other shops. And I hope you get and understand this. Okay. I'm going to read through you. This is basically the job description or this person's daily task. And then I'll talk a little bit more about the pay when we get there. The production apprentice daily tasks. Make sure that everyone is set up for success every day. Walk in with a positive can-do attitude. We have no place for can't-dos or can-nots in our business. Make sure to pull out all vehicles that are not needed in the shop. Make sure that your area is cleaned and ready to go. Check in with the supervisor to see what is pressing and important and what direction you should move first. What is your daily schedule? Check with the supervisor for the to-do list for the day. To end the day, make sure the shop is clean and ready for the following day. And so the assigned work and the things that we want them to be able to do is oil service and inspections, DVIs, tires, recommended mileage-based maintenance, minor repairs and maintenance, bulbs, filters, alignment checks when they've been properly trained, manage the oil supply, which means making sure that they check the levels, making sure they get with, with whoever their direct report is to, and they're helping with the inventory. The manage the shop supplies and keep the tire area clean. AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. So here's where you're going to be like, Chris, your pay program sucks, but you got to remember what this is. And I'm going to, I'm going to say what this is for. We want to get these people in the mindset that production means more money. So the more you produce 
or you, the more you help the shop produce, the more you get paid. Think of it like a paid summer apprentice program, a paid summer production apprentice. So they get paid $10 an hour for every clocked hour, $3 an hour for every additional hour they bill themselves. But the important thing is $3 per hour for every hour they put into the pipeline. And this is what they're calling it. This person that's doing this job, we need to train them to be one of the top two to three DVI inspectors in the business. One, so that make sure that they're identifying work. Two, we want to train them and teach them that every hour they put in the pipeline that's done, they get paid for incentivized on. So I'm going to go back and repeat that again. $10 for every clocked hour, $3 for every hour they bill, and $3 per hour for every hour they put into a pipeline. And then again, the pipeline is sold work done by another technician. This is to incentivize them for doing great inspections, recommending mileage-based maintenance um, that the service riders can sell. Okay, And I will tell you, once we worked through this program, this kid was knocking it out. He went from being in high school, graduating on a Thursday, to being in our shop on a Monday, and he was billing out about 25 to 30 hours a week himself as like a basic production apprentice. And he was also getting paid for about another 30 to 40 hours a week that he was putting in the pipeline that was actually getting sold and done. What we taught him is to work hard, do the tasks, do your work, but then you also get paid off of what other people complete. And by the time this kid left, he was making almost twice as much money on what he was putting in the pipeline versus what he was billing for his own hours. And so when we created the rest of this, we created the training program to reflect levels of complexity in each job and a schedule to complete these tasks within an eight-week period. This is basic, people. When you write out a training plan for somebody in the beginning, make it basic. Do it week by week. If it's for a service writer, spend two days answering the phone correctly or even a week answering the phone. Don't just throw a phone at them and put them to work. Let's train them properly. So moving forward, the first day of training for this person, introductions, orientation tour, set up passwords for point of sale and DVI, shadow a foreman, whoever their mentor is, how to clock in for work, how to clock out for work, any instructional videos relevant to their position, how to empty trash, etc. One of the stories that that if you've been around me that I've told quite a bit, I was at a place of business watching people work. Owner walks through like a new, younger person. I'm going to say in the 16 to 18 year old range. Owner kind of walks by, snaps their fingers at the person, says, hey, I need you to mop this floor and just walks away. And I watch this person like I can see the tears well in her eyes. And so I go over and ask her, I say, what's going on? Why are you upset? She goes, I don't know how to do that. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, I don't know how to mop. Number one, I was shocked and amazed that her parents let her out in the world like that. But the fact that we had the opportunity and should have taught her, uh, it's a basic thing. I know everybody out, you know, I'll be 50 this year. Everybody my age, even younger, probably thinks that's the dumbest thing in the world to have to stop and teach somebody that. But we have to realize that these people coming into our business, we need to teach them the basics. And so I showed her everything from where the soap came from, where the bucket was, how to change a mop head technique for mopping, et cetera. We have to train these people this. As a business owner, you should assume that people come in and know nothing until you train your system. That's the first day training. And then we've got 
different levels to this, okay? Level one is to train on EPODs system and the bulk oil tank setup, mounted tire swaps, where to find the MSDS binder, what to do if there's a fire, etc. Spend time with mentor watching an oil service, not doing it, not anything. Just watching the service, inspection, and reset the oil life indicator. The other one is introduction to shop tools. Level two is shadow a technician for oil change and inspection or oil service. Perform lift setup with vehicle. Use the tablet while the mentor points out inspection items. Perform mounted and unmounted tire swaps. Tablet training. Level three, hands-on training with scan tool. Where and how to find parts. Learn about part numbers. Use the scan tool and actually do a reset. Assist in alignment, learn about alignment concepts and why they should be done. Shadow technician for diagnosis, one each, noise, vibration, electrical, drivability, etc. We are training these people for production, but we have to sprinkle in some of the good stuff. We have to sprinkle in a brake job or teach them how to do brakes or diagnose or um, hook up scan tools, things like that. Again, we can't just be basic all the time. We have to teach them the basics, but we have to sprinkle in the great stuff. Level four, perform oil change solo, monitored by technician. Assist in diagnostics. Perform the hands-on for the oil service. Watch any alignment-related videos we have in training and or schedule the alignment rep to come in and do hands-on training with this person. Perform oil services and tire services solo. Depending on what's in the shop, expand on diagnostics and repairs. The next line is good old-fashioned hard work. Reorganizing and cleaning the tire area. Reorganizing and cleaning the bulk fluid area. Reorganizing and cleaning the shop tools. Make a list of all the shop tools. Clean out loft areas, etc. One, this gets things clean. Two, it gets them in the habit of cleaning. And three, it introduces them to all the different areas of the shop. One thing I don't think we have in here that we should probably put in here is some sort of a shadowing procedure or a couple of days to a week of working up front. Like, what does the front process look like? How do appointments get made? How do tickets get made? How do estimates get made? That way they have an understanding of what everybody in the front of the office is doing when they start. Now we get into the actual training plan. What I just gave you was the different levels, level one, level two, level three, level four. And then we talked about good old fashioned hard work and then each training plan. What does that look like week by week? Week one, train on the EPOD system and our bulk oil tank setup mounted tire swaps, where to find the MSDS binder, what to do if there's a fire, etc., tornado, whatever you have in your local area. My shop was in Oklahoma. We had a tornado evacuation plan or where to go in case of a tornado. Spend time with the mentor watching the oil service inspection reset and then introduction to shop tools. That's it for week one. We're not going to throw them at a break job or something just because we're understaffed, overscheduled, and go, we're not going to ruin these people. I want you to keep that in your mind. Week number two. Week number two is identical to week number one. You're not going to do anything different. You're still staying basic and doing that. Week number two is still train on the EPOD system and the bulk oil tank setup, mounted tire swaps. Hopefully by then we know where the MSDS binder is and where 
What if there's a fire? And then as these people complete these things or show proficiency in it, we have a check sheet. Like the mentor is going to check it off that they've been trained on it. Okay. And then that goes into their personnel file to finish up week two, still spending time with the mentor, watching the oil service inspection and reset introduction to shop tools. Okay. Or the continuation of shop tools. Week number three, some hands-on training with a scan tool. Remember we got to sprinkle some stuff in there. Um, shadow technician for oil change and inspection, perform the lift setup with the vehicles, use the tablet while mentor points out inspection items, perform mounted and unmounted tire swaps, further tablet training. Week number four, again, hands-on training with scan tool, shadow technician for oil change and inspection, perform lift setup with vehicle, use the tablet while mentor points out inspection items, perform mounted and unmounted tire swaps, tablet training. Now then, if somebody's a genius and they're an awesome and they are showing proficiency in here, then absolutely, if we've certified them, we've checked off on it, and they can start doing some of these things on their own, then we're going to start letting them do things on their own. Okay. Week number five, where and how to find parts, learn about part numbers, use the scan tool and actually do a reset, assist in an alignment, learn about alignment concepts and why they should be done. Shadow the technician for diagnosis, one each noise, vibration, electrical drivability, etc. Week number six, where and how to find parts, learn about part numbers, still doing the scan tool, assist in an alignment, learn about alignment concepts and why they should be done. And again, as these people are certified, as they're doing it, then let's go ahead and schedule them for three or four or five hours actually doing these on their own. Week seven, perform an oil change solo, monitor by technician, assist in diagnostics, Perform the hands-on for the oil change and an alignment. Perform oil changes entire solo. Depending on what is in the shop, expand on diagnostics and repairs. And then week eight is the same thing. Keep performing oil changes solo, monitored by technician if necessary. And monitored by technician doesn't mean that somebody's standing over the shoulder doing this. It means that the production apprentice has done the work, the technician is has come by or the mentor has come by and double checked, levels good, filters tight, plugs on, everything else is done, and then steps back away. And then again, to wrap it up, uh, assisting in diagnostics, hands-on for the oil change and alignment, perform oil changes entire solo, expanding on diagnostics and repairs. You can also have them start working into prepping cars for brakes, removing tires and tire and wheel assemblies, some of the fluid services, things like that. And again, this is what we came up with. It's not the end all be all. What I want you to do is take the nugget, take the grain that we just gave you and write one down for your shop. Um, If you want to, you can email me and I can send you a copy of what I just went over. But what I want you to do is take notes, write out your own plan, the way you think it should be done introduce that into your shop. And then I want you to email me a copy of yours. Be like, Hey, Chris, ha, yours was okay. Mine's better. Here it is. Think about it. And then what you need to do is expand on this. So this is the first eight weeks. Now you need to come up with the next eight weeks and then the eight weeks after that. And then the eight weeks after that, you don't have to do it all at once, but you need to at least be eight weeks ahead of this person or these people.
This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you are eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or call me at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.